Welcome everyone to the first episode of Over the Top Live Skills. We're here, we're going to talk a little bit about overcoming and succeeding through and on the other side of setbacks. I'm Ty King, and with me is Mr. Tanner Adcock. I'm Tanner. That's Tanner. <laughs> and so we're going to talk to you uh, a little bit about, um, well, setbacks, what different types of setbacks there are, and how to succeed during and on the other side of them. Tanner, if you want to take it away. So myself and Ty, we have a, we have a pass that is, it involves a, a real major setback. Um, we were actually incarcerated at a young age, and you know we just grew up in in a lifestyle that that wasn't the best, and it took us down a path that led us to that place. And we've dealt with many, many struggles going through that. We've had to overcome many bad mindsets. We've had to we've had to learn new habits, and and we've had to develop new relationships. And all of this in order to help us succeed and and to make something of our lives because of what we did with the first part of our lives. And, and that's the whole point of this. We just want to share what we've learned. We want to be an encouragement. And we want you to know that you can make it too and that all it takes is a little effort and it takes time and patience. And I hope that you can gain what we've gained from what we share with you. And I guess um, I'll share my story first, and we can go from there. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So I grew up in a home that was pretty good starting off. We, we had really close family ties. We did things together all the time. But when I was about 12 or so, my stepmom had a son drown in the buffalo river and my dad and my stepmom they didn't know how to cope with that tragedy and so it led them back to drugs and as they engaged into that over the years we that were still left in the house the kids we, we kind of began to get acclimated to that kind of lifestyle and ultimately we ended up following in the same footsteps as they did and so i, I had addictions starting at the age of 14 all the way up until 19 whenever i was incarcerated um marijuana methamphetamines um, opiates benzos all the pills you could think of i smoked almost a pack a day and i dipped on top of that and it was just bad it was a cycle like a snowball effect they just kept adding up and adding up and to the point where when i was 19 me and four other people, we went and, and robbed um, this house looking for pills because we were at the point where we just needed to get so high or we needed to get high so bad. And, and we weren't thinking at all. That was the only thing we were focused on. And we did that. And thankfully, nobody got hurt during that scenario. But a couple of days later, we were arrested. and went to jail, was sentenced four months later, I think it was, to 25 years in prison. And about six months after I was sentenced, I went to prison. And I did six, six years there and then came home to this. Um, during that six years, I met Ty King. That's, that's where we, we, we established our relationship in prison. 
<laughs> and uh, it was a God thing for sure because we were at a, a program in prison called Pathway to Freedom. And that is their version of what we're talking about right here. You know, how to succeed through and on the other side of su uh, struggle and major setback. Well, theirs is called Pathway to Freedom. And that's where we learned most of what we are going to share with you guys. And um, it's a Christ-centered program. It's faith-based. It's all built on biblical principles. And it's just amazing. I can't even put it into words to explain to you how life-changing it was for us. We got to interact with some of the most influential people that you can you can think of. They were just so amazing, and they they poured into us, and they built us up, and they challenged us, and and they helped us to to reach deep down inside of us and to bring out that potential. And it was it was really amazing. One of the biggest things that that happened was is me and Ty were challenged to become part of a worship team there. And that really pushed us out of our comfort zones. And we were left pretty bare and exposed in that situation. We, were, we had to become very vulnerable and, and let ourselves be seen. And that forced us to change pretty heavily. Um, from there, I guess I'll let Ty begin to tell his story and then we'll meet back up and go from there. Okay, great. Yeah, and I don't know if we said so far, but we're based in Arkansas. So this this program we were talking about is is uh, strictly in Arkansas uh, prison system. So um, yeah, I grew up in uh, a rural little nowhere town in Arkansas, of course, uh, and. A lot of um, abuse going on at the home with my father. He was an alcoholic, and so it was just an abusive situation with, between him and my mother. And then uh, my brother and I were you know, in the middle of all that. Uh, there was lots of times where we'd have to move back with my grandparents in Texas, and so it was a lot of back and forth between Arkansas and Texas. Um, once I graduated high school, I moved... Uh, to what I consider to be a big city, which was just Conway, which was not, it's not, it's, uh, it's not really a big city at all. Yeah. <laughs> but moved in there and got associated with uh, a lot of party people. And so I dropped out of college within my first, you know, few weeks of going to college, uh, because I was going to pursue a music career without having to actually put any work into it. It was just going to be, uh, it'll still fall into my lap someday if I keep doing it. Um, Lots of parties uh, started, you know, like I said, smoking marijuana, uh, drinking pretty much every day. Thank God I didn't ever do any hard drugs. I mean, they were definitely around, but I just never did them. Um, and just fell into a lifestyle where I was just became so self-loathing that I was just a negative force where like anybody around me, anybody that tried to get close to me, anybody tried to speak life into me, I was just being completely negative towards them. And it was, it was really affecting everybody else's life if they tried to pour into me um, in, a, in a real negative way. Uh, just uh, can't even tell you how many bridges I burned. Uh, there's probably just a, a huge pile you know, buried somewhere of just all the bridges that I burned in the past. Uh, just because somebody wanted to be kind to me, and then I, you know, in return, just gave them negativity, <laughs> you know. So uh, eventually, I ended up in a situation where 
one of those friends I was hanging out with, quote unquote, uh, ended up actually killing somebody that he got into a fight with. And I was there, didn't say anything that night. I was scared out of my mind. The next day I have an arrest for, uh, arrest warrant for me for murder. And so they picked me up and I told them the whole story. And, uh, even though I was just there and didn't report it, that makes me part of the crime. And so I ended up going to jail. And from the first week that I was actually in there, it was just me in a concrete room. Uh, I had a, a jumpsuit, and that's it. And, and there was nothing. There was no books. There was no blankets. They take everything from you. It's just you in a cold, concrete room. Um, they give you blankets at night for you to sleep on. Uh, but yeah, so in that situation, I was thinking, I was like, well, if it wasn't this that was going to be having me sent to jail or prison, it was going to be something else along the way. Because I was headed down a path where I was just being completely destructive to everybody and anything in my path. Um, try to do things my own way. And so for the two years that I was in county jail, I spent a lot of time thinking about, okay, so what is the ultimate person that I wanted to be? Because when you're a kid, like you're always wanting to be either, you know, I want to be an astronaut or I'm going to be a doctor or I'm a lawyer or something, something amazing, you know what I mean? I'm going to be an under, underwater you know, submarine whatever they people deliver those people do you underwater you know what i mean those people that breathe underwater but um you just at, over time like that shifts because you find yourself in a place as an adult where you're like oh i've still been waiting for that to happen but it just hasn't happened on its own i haven't put any work towards this and lots of people do become uh doctors and astronauts uh, and uh, I guess uh, su submarine finders or whatever those people are. Uh, but anyways, I realized I was just doing nothing with my life. I had worked at a, a video rental store. I'd worked at a furniture store. I was digging swimming pools and installing those, um, but not really doing anything with my life. Uh, and so I was like, what is what's that level 50? I don't know. Tanner, you're probably not into like the nerdy gaming stuff, but like on uh, – Dungeons and Dragons, like the role-playing type games and stuff, like your your character card that you have, like your ultimate ultimate goal is level 50. That's the highest that your character can possibly get with experience points and everything like that. And so I was thinking, what is my level 50 character of Tai King? What does that level 50 look like? And so started getting very specific with the things that I wanted to, to look like, you know, be responsible. I wanted to have a business that was successful. I wanted to be able to speak two or three different languages and, you know, and all these different things. And so once I had that, I started getting to work on myself, uh, breaking down those thinking errors that I had, um, where I wasn't letting anybody talk to me. I was like, well, I have to let people start talking to me. I have to start listening and taking into consideration what they say. Um, I had to, break down the arrogance that I had. I had to actually put my nose in a book and start studying. I mean, I know I had the, I had the capacity and I had the, you know, uh, opportunities. And so I had nothing but time, but just sit there and just work on myself. And so that's what I was doing the whole time. Um, I guess within my seven years in, I suppose I was around that time, I guess. No, 
say two, four, four years, four years in, I finally went to Pathway to Freedom. I was like, what am I going to do here? This is probably just a brainwash camp, but I'm going to get some certificates and just, you know, it's going to look great in front of the parole board once I do get this. But I got there and I was like, I thought that I was already at my highest level. And just to realize, you know, how many conflicts I was getting into as far as like with, with people. Uh, personalities, you know, and people in prison are just aren't by nature easy to get along with. Uh, so I was I was coming to these these situations where I was like, we were interacting more with people that were, uh, they call them free world. I don't know how to, how to, how else to put it, but people that were that weren't in prison, but they were staff members that were coming in from the outside to help teach us, and so you speak more with them and a lot of them were like successful business owners or um have done a lot of things in the, in the higher in higher offices of walmart and stuff and they were coming in and, and talking to us and speaking life into us and um the more i spoke to them i realized you know how far off the mark i was and so being able to absorb a lot of the information that they they gave us and a lot of the books that they gave us to read and just real life situations and i was i was placed in so many different um I guess positions and situations to where I had to diversify who I was uh, as far as we had like a peer counseling group that I was a part of. Um, I was teaching other inmates how to use computers, how to use Microsoft Office Suite, um, even coding. And then like you said, when we joined the praise team, um, that's a whole nother beast in itself because I mean, when you're, I guess a musician with somebody else, uh, you got a whole group of people who everybody has their own idea of how things should be going, but particularly in worship where you have to be on point and everybody has to be on the same page, that can be incredibly challenging. And then also bringing that worship into a crowd of 200, uh, 200 other men who all have had you know destructive lives and, and done something you know criminal to get to where they are now, but. You're in front of a crowd of people who have making that first step into changing themselves and making those steps towards being uh, their ultimate self. They want to, they want something different. They want to change in their life, and so that was incredible. Um, okay, so zipping forward a little bit. 2018, I was finally paroled after several denials. Um, started my business, got it off the ground. Uh, been doing that successfully now. You know, God's had His hand on every bit of all of that. Um, we've actually been leading worship once again on the outside of that fence uh, at, at different churches and uh, just sharing our, our stories, our testimonies. And I guess that's where we find ourselves now on this uh, the video series and channel that we're going to be doing here uh, for Over the Top Life Skills is bringing the knowledge that we have attained over time and trying to give some of that to other people because I think you know with um, as much as we've learned and as much as we've been through let's see I was in prison for 12 years we were in prison for six years I mean a lot can happen during those times and so we had time where it was just nothing but um, time that we could sit there and work on ourselves and work well this is a new situation I've never been in how can I get over this well this is a new situation I've been in how can I get over this and working through that um, on the outside, life is, is busy, 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 busy. Everything's going, everything's coming at you, and then you've got your your career, you've got family, you've got friends, you've got community, you've got all these different things that are, are flying in at you. And uh, 
having the time to sit back and work your way through that, it can be really, really challenging to find that time. But I think, uh, like right now, what we're facing, which is the you know coronavirus outbreak, people are quarantined, people are isolating and staying away from others. That's basically what we've been doing for already for years and years. <laughs> so I think we've got a little bit of an edge because we're having to think through, well, how can I get over this? So how can I get through this? It's like a lot of these tactics that people are having to learn now is like stuff we're just used to. I think, I think that it's, it's important for people to understand too, that that prison was, was our setback, but that doesn't mean that we can't relate with everybody else because a setback is a setback and it can be anything that puts you out of place where you're supposed to be and where God wants you to be. Ty's even been struggling with custody cases, you know, with his son and that's a major setback in itself, you know? And so people struggle with these things on a daily basis and it's not something that has to be huge, like going to prison. It's, it could be huge, like a divorce, you know, that's so common in our day and age that people a lot of times don't view it as a setback, but it really is. And it, it is and it affects the family for years and years to come after that. So how do you succeed through that? How do you succeed on the other side of that? How do you overcome that? You know, and it could be like what happened with my father and my stepmom, my ex stepmom. How do you overcome tragedy like a death in the family? You know, how do you deal with those things? And so. These principles, they don't just apply to us as ex-inmates, but they apply to everybody as somebody that's went through a struggle. You know, and I think that's really important for people to get a grasp of right here, too, that they can relate with us. Like These principles apply to them as well. Absolutely. Because there's always a way. There's always a way to overcome whatever it is that you're facing. And like you said, a setback is a setback. And that means it's not something that just completely knocks you out of the game. It's just something that you, you got to move backward a couple of spaces and figure out how you're going to get back to where you were in advance past that point. And you may have several setbacks in a row, but there's still you're still going to have the opportunity to move forward past that in advance. So I think that's where success comes from is, is knowing how to deal with the setback and how to move forward, which is why we're doing these, uh, while we're talking about that today, of course. Yeah. So I guess maybe, um, thinking about all this, all these things, you know, we've shared our testimony, we've shared our, our story and, and what our major setback has been in, in our lives. So maybe what, what is one thing right now that we can share? that was really pivotal in starting the process, getting the ball rolling for us to be in that kind of a mindset to where this doesn't have to keep me down for the rest of my life. I'm going to move forward and I'm going to do something with my life mm-hmm. in spite of this setback. What, what, what's one thing that impacted you, you know, thinking back, kind of where did it all start maybe? For me, it's realizing that the point, like what you just said, um, how it's going to affect me for the rest of my life. Knowing that there is the rest of your life, knowing that this is just one moment. Yeah. And it's probably going to affect you for the rest of your life, but it doesn't have to stop you for the rest of your life or hang over your head. Um, something like going to prison, like since I've been out and 
I, I do speaking engagements in front of uh, you know commerce chambers, in front of uh, churches, in front of just large large groups of people. You know, a pretty diverse crowd, uh, whether they're believers or not, or if they've ever interacted with somebody that's been to prison or not. I've been very well received. Uh, very rarely will you ever meet anybody that just, uh, well, I just hate people that go to prison and I just cannot see any other way and I'm never going to change. You hardly ever meet those types of people. But in my head, when I was in prison, I was thinking, well, everybody's going to be like that. Everybody is just going to try to, you know, uh, have my, my face on a billboard sign, you know, with labeled, you know, the, enemy of the state or something like that, you know, and I wouldn't be accepted anywhere. I don't really have to grab a shovel and just have to, you know, work a construction job for the rest of my life or something. But, you know, but realizing more and more as I was changing with myself and testing my theories, and I guess it's another thing, it's just mindset. And so mindset being a set of uh, thoughts and beliefs that control your actions, which controls your outcome. And so it's very, very important to test your mindset. If you have certain thoughts and beliefs about something, well, I'm facing this thing right now, and yeah, it's very inconvenient. And I don't think that I'm going to be able to move past it. Or people are going to think differently of me because of that. Well, test that. Take that. Go talk to some people. And ask them, well, you don't have to put yourself out there. Just be like, well, what do you think about people that have been through this? And you're going to get a lot of really surprising, you know, results from that. And most of the time, you know, people are, are very forgiving. Uh, it may not seem like that on, on social media, especially when people just, you know, blah, 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 blah bitter and you know, just fighting back and forth, you know, between <laughs> comments and stuff. But, I mean, people are pretty accepting when you meet them face to face and you start talking. And so... Uh, that's where I would say the biggest thing for me is testing those those thoughts and beliefs that you have about something, and you're going to find that you can move past this, and not only are you going to move past this, but you're actually going to have support afterwards. So what about you? What, what's the one thing that you really had that you impacted you on this? So for me, um, I want to say this too. Um, this is what happened for me, and 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 I'll just share it with you, and then I, and I'll I'll explain it afterwards. So, after I got arrested, um, it was about a month after I got arrested, maybe two months. I'm not really for sure. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. But um, first of all, I didn't grow up in church. You know, so I didn't know anything about Christ. I didn't know anything about God, and I had no idea what the Bible said. And so I was never looking for that. I, I didn't go into prison or into jail with a, a, an idea that, oh, I'm going to grab a hold of God and this is just going to go away and it's going to get better and all these things. I, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't even I never heard of, of that. And so I wasn't even looking for this. But after about two months of me being in jail, I got tired of sleeping all day because that's all I did. I was depressed. Mm -hmm. I was at rock bottom. I was ashamed. I was broken. I was completely undone, and I just didn't know what to do with myself. And like I said, I was tired of sleeping. And so one day these preachers came in, and instead of going to sleep, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here, and I'm going to listen because I don't have anything else to do, and I'm in this little bitty room, and I'm not going to try to hide from them. 
so I sat there and I listened and the craziest thing happened. It was like when they were speaking, it was drawing me in so fierce that I couldn't, I couldn't listen. So I didn't say anything to them. I didn't say anything to anybody else, but I just said this little prayer at the end of what they, what they were talking about. And I don't even remember what I said because I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting anything to happen. You know, I, like I said, I didn't grow up in church, so I don't, I didn't know the church thing to do. And I didn't know to, to say these words or to do this and this is going to happen, you know? So I just said what was on my heart. And, you know, a couple of days later, my whole life was changed. It was turned upside down and I just had such a hunger for God and I just got in his word and I read it. And that, that was what changed the process for me. That is what put me into motion to becoming the man that I am today and, and allowing me to keep my feet on the ground through that whole prison experience and not sinking under the waves and get crushed, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I want to say this, that just because I'm a Christian and I live by these principles doesn't mean that you have to buy into what I'm saying, but the, the principles that we are going to talk about are universal and they apply to everybody, whether you're a believer or not. And so that's what happened with me. And, and it might be what's going to happen for you too. Maybe I'm not sure, you know, God has a plan and he's working all that out. It was different for Ty going through that whole process and through that whole scenario, but God has a way of making things happen. So Mm -hmm. that was what started the process for me personally. And that was just the very beginning to start Awesome. Yeah, I think it's important to say that we're we're not trying to sell or endorse anything, or uh, we're not endorsed by anybody. And so we're just telling you from experience where you're coming, where Tanner's coming from, where I've come from, and what we've both learned. I mean, on mutual grounds, this applies to any situation that, regardless of your beliefs, regardless of uh, your economic situation, regardless of where you live or location, these are the things that you can take with you across the universe in any situation, and you can move past these setbacks. Yep. Yeah. That's right. There you go. All right. Well, uh, anything else you want to say for this one? Um. No, I guess that's it. Okay. Um, I think we got a nice intro here, and I think we can move forward on this. As if this is the base, then we can move forward and start getting more, you know, more specific uh, in yeah. future episodes where we start breaking down, you know, different principles that we can actually apply to overcome those setbacks as we talked about. And so, all right, well, with that, if somebody wants to look up you, Tanner on social media where would they look so you can find me on facebook at tanner adcock that's my that's my facebook name uh, you can add me message me you can do whatever if you want to get a hold of me and that's that's really the only form of social media that i have <laughs> i'm still kind of primitive don't judge me you put a few, few, uh, few photos on instagram before i've seen i mean yeah but i don't get on there a whole lot so. right facebook where you would want to reach me. <laughs> uh, you can find me on pretty much any form of social media you can think of. So I've got Facebook and Instagram, um, Twitter. Uh, there's some other ones that are coming out, and like I've tried those, and I'm not. I don't really like. Yeah, we, we've been 
since this quarantine time has, been, has started, like, uh, my wife downloaded TikTok, and, like, we spent all last night just digging through TikTok videos and trying to figure out how it is that you make a video. Yeah. I'm still lost. We spent hours on it, and I'm lost. I just I don't understand it. Maybe I'm just too old. I'm not sure. So. All right. Well, Tanner, uh, until next time, we'll be signing off, and we'll put the next video up pretty soon. All right. You want to say bye to the people? Ah. Bye. All right.